Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. Psalm booth, you can go to Matthew 6.33. In the New Living Translation, that's the translation I'll be reading from for this particular scripture. Matthew 6.33. And it reads, seek first the kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. Of God above, above all else. And live righteously. Everybody say righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Amen. He will give you everything you need, y'all. Y'all, we live in a time everybody's worried about things, right? Things, things, things. The world constantly thinks about things. Money, right? Food, clothes, cars. All the above gives us a status symbol of winning, right? Pastor Priest mentioned several weeks ago called WIN, right? The acronym means, means what? What's important what? Amen. But you're still winning because when you prioritize on how to win, you're going to keep winning. Amen. But the cars, the food, the clothes, it's all a status symbol of winning. But are we really winning? A lot of cars, jewelry, but are they owned? Are they leased? Are they borrowed? You know, a lot of uh, the deception where, I mean, I know when I was growing up, BET used to come on a lot, MTV, all those popular stations, and I used to be so enamored. I'm like, man, that's a lot of gold. I remember when the mouth grills were so important. Remember that? Remember that was a fad? Everybody had the thuggies in their mouth, the grills, and uh, I, I had a couple, I had little fangs and stuff when I was in high school. It was a big thing, big thing. But at least I own mine, now I pay for mine. But a lot of rappers, what I realized as I got older and I started reading and understanding, right, those things don't even belong to them. They borrow them right? They rent those things, right? A lot of them are fake, believe it or not. You ever heard of Moissanites? Oh, man, y'all better do your research. Fellas, make sure when you buy, if you're getting married, make sure you're not buying no Moissanites. That's not a real diamond. It, it clears as a real diamond. It'll pass a diamond test, but it's not a real diamond. You ever heard about crystals? Right? All these diamond watches, they're all crystallized. They're not real diamonds. And it got the same bling effect. The Moisenites got the same bling effect. Everybody bling, bling, Lil Wayne, everybody. But a lot of that stuff was fake. It was a facade. They didn't own that stuff. Even the spinners, you know you can rent rims? I didn't know that. Even growing up, I was like, man, I get them spinners. Remember spinners was, was a big thing? Man, they rent those things. It's not real. It's a status symbol of winning. But are they really winning? No, they're not winning. The world wants us to have a form of winning but to not actually be winners. Here are some realities of our current state. For example, I hope y'all read the news at least to an extent to be just up to date with what's going on. You should be up to date, amen? Our, nas our current national debt is over $31 trillion, y'all. Our national debt here in America, over $31 trillion. According to Zillow, the average house value is $348,000, almost 350 grand for a home. Our government currently is printing money as if it's falling from the trees. Literally, a lot of bailouts, you know, giving money, consolidations, PPP loans, and everything like that. Printing and printing, printing money. Our Federal Reserve, our Treasury, are keep passing these, these big old uh, uh, bills to print more money. And inflation is rising, right? It's a status. In America, we're great. We got a lot of we got a lot of Benjamins, a lot of bills, right? But we just printing money. But this is not how we win in life. 
We win by discovering, this is what Pastor said, we win by discovering what's important now. Everybody say that. We win by discovering what's important now. We win by who and what we prioritize. Amen. So tonight, I want to talk to you about prioritizing the things inside the kingdom. Amen. Prioritizing the things inside the kingdom. Let's go to Haggai, the book of Haggai, chapter 1. Pastor Rogers touched upon this, Pastor preached upon it as well. And it has been illuminated for the past several weeks. Verse 1 reads, is it a time, this is in the ESV, y'all, I'm sorry, English Standard Version. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Is it time to fill in the blank? Whatever it is you got in your mind, is it time to buy this car? Is it time to buy this house? Is it time to buy those shoes? Is it time, is it time, is it time, is it time? Is it time to transfer schools? Is it time to transfer jobs? Is it, is it time to, to move? Is it time to move the family in? Is it time to, to explore different churches? Those of you who are on the fence, right? Is it time, is it time, is it time? Hopefully there's nobody here. But the Lord wants us to understand in this particular verse, he wants us to, to, to glean from, from him and to realize and to just conceptualize, self-actualize, is it time to dwell in our homes, panel houses, while this house lies in ruins? When he's saying this house, he's talking about his temple, amen? Next verse. Verse 5. I want to break this down. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. So what he's saying is, Y'all, connect the dots. He's telling us, connect the dots. Look at the pattern of our results. Look at when you started and how far did you actually get. Since you have not prioritized me, don't you realize you're not getting nowhere in your harvest? You're, you're confusing. We're confusing movement with progress. You ever heard of that? Well, you can move around, move around, move around. I can move here, I can move there, but am I making progress, right? So we're working... Uh, working, I remember when I was working two, three jobs, trying to make ends meet, you know, EJs, right, police officers, extra jobs, right? Even before I was a police officer working, doing internships, toiling, sweating, trying to get ahead, trying to get notoriety, trying to get favor, that particular way. But I kept having holes in my pocket, y'all. I kept running in circles, circles and circles and circles. So the Lord wants us to connect the dots. He says, you eat, but you never have enough. Yeah, when I used to work, all them jobs from getting up six in the morning and working, working uh, other big time supermarkets here and stuff, doing security for the job. Man, I used to eat all the time. That's a part of why I'm, I'm the heaviest hand right now. I used to eat, eat, eat. It's never enough, y'all. It's, it's like, and thank God I got decent DNA. Right? I'm not boasting, I'm boasting the Lord. Amen. That I don't expand, but I should be much bigger. Trust me. Eating gallons and pints of, of uh, Bluebell and Haagen-Dazs. Yeah, I, I like Haagen-Dazs. I'm just saying. I'm not promoting them, but that's my favorite. Amen? But eating all the food, all the Popeyes, all the Wingstop, all the stuff that's open at night. Feeding the family. Yeah, we just got paid. Hey, y'all, wife, you're not cooking. We're going to order out. One time, 
uh, my wife, when she was pregnant, well, she just delivered our, our child. And I was just hungry in the middle of the night. Yo, it was probably like 2 o'clock in the morning, 11, 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm up with the baby, newborn. You know, you don't, you don't really get to sleep like that when you have a newborn. And I promise you, I had a, my stomach was burning. I ate, but it was just being up 24 hours. The babies, you know, watching her and watching her and changing her and feeding her. And I said, enough is enough. I, I got on my app, and I ordered some IHOP in the middle of the night. I had me a feast, y'all. I had bacon. I had me some, some pancakes, some hash browns, butter on the hash browns, some toast, eggs. I, pro- I was like, I don't care. I'm eating. I don't care. And I finally went to sleep. My wife wakes up. She, all I hear is, hallelujah, what's going on here? This is great. And you know, those of you who had children, you know what that's like. You don't have to cook. You see food ready prepared. Man, she was singing and jumping. Babe, what's with the sausage links? Oh, man, we had a good time. But it still wasn't enough because in a few hours, you're going to need some more food. Amen? It wasn't enough. He says you eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have, you, you're never f- filled. You clothe yourselves, but no one is ever warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes. So he says, go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. So the Lord was speaking to the Israelites, right? Pastor, uh, you know, exegeted this word, so I don't need to rehash it. But he said it was agreed for 18, 18 years prior for the temple to be built. And they were worried about their own stuff, right? Which puts God's stuff on the back burner. Amen? God didn't like that. God didn't like that. He wants us to be priority. He wanted them to be priority. And the same is today. The definition of priority, pastor definition, the quality of state of being prior. Something given or meriting attention before competing alternatives. The thing that is regarded more important than another. The world he mentioned, I'm, I'm just recapping a little bit of what Pastor said, right? Some things that the world prioritizes, eating, right? We all eat. We get up, we got to eat, we got to shower, we got to brush, right? So we get no gingivitis and all that, right? No plaque and all that kind of stuff, right? If you, if you really, really thorough, you're going to have some Listerine, goggle it about 30, 40 seconds, you know, pass the instructions because you want to feel extra refreshed, right? Amen. Then you got to go to the bathroom and do what you got to do, right? Make sure, you, you know, you're good, you got room for more food and all that kind of good stuff. But at our, at our church, pastor has coined uh, an acronym. Well, three words, God, family, what else, y'all? That's what we teach the men. But let's look at some things in the world that they prioritize in, in some more depth. Let's look at our country, Right? I know during, you know, there was a, a black man who got killed by the police, right? We all know who he, what we're talking about. Well, several. And they came up with this term, defund the police. You ever heard of that? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Why would you deprioritize safety, right? We got men with guns in here, women too, right? We got people with guns, you never know who they are, whatever. Because at this church, we prioritize God's people, Amen. We prioritize you, the people, family, right? Children, woman, you are safe, right? We're just a carnal method, but we got angels encamped around here, right? We know that. But we're the carnal means of some protection, amen? 
But that's the dumbest thing ever, defunding the police, deprioritizing people's safety. So who are we prioritizing in this country? The victims or the criminals, right? The victims or the assailants? You see what I mean? They got it topsy-turvy, they got it backwards. They want, us to, they want police to add social workers to the scenes. Now, those of you who were police officers, who will become police officers, who are police officers, that's the dumbest thing you can do on the scene. Why? Because that creates another problem. And in the, in the police world, when we are um, going to a scene, without giving too much tactical information, but we, when we are going to a scene, right, we know already how to address that scene, right? We know what kind of call it is. That's why we have dispatchers. They give us all the details. We have CAD notes. We have notes in our computers. We call our dispatch, hey, what's really going on? Give me the back details. Don't give me that. Give me the, what's really going on? Hey, we got a hostage. We got somebody in the, in the house, you know, with a gun. He's holding a gun to the child head and all that kind of stuff. You put a social worker into that, now all of our attention goes to protecting our social worker because that's a civilian. So you've heard this, this term before. Hey, as police officers, we coming home, right? That's one of the main things we said. We are coming home tonight, today, whenever shift you were, we coming home. We prioritize our people first, right? If there's a mass shooting or something like that, we don't go to people who are already bleeding out and all that. We go to people that can help people. You see what I'm saying? If we are, God forbid, one of our officers get, gets hurt, gets shot, stabbed, or whatever the case is, that officer is trained to self-aid themselves, right? We call it self-aid buddy aid. So if something happens to me or any other officer and I'm conscious and breathing, I can do it, I got to do it myself so that my other officer... Right? He can focus on the target. He can focus on do what we got to do. I am responsible to drag myself out of there so that I'm not a problem. Because if I'm still there, he has to address me. Right? You see what I'm saying? No man left behind. He has to. So bringing social workers and all them people, they don't know, they don't know uh, police tactics. They don't, so it just don't make sense. They're not prioritizing the real safety. Amen? Let the police do their jobs. Amen? Hallelujah. And then they want to take money. Right? These are just some things our world is doing right now. A lot of states. They're taking some money and they're reallocating it and they're giving it away for whatever. Hey, we're giving it to social programs. We're giving the money. We're taking money from the police so the police are not getting raises. Right? They're not getting this and not getting that. Instead, we're giving it to the community. We're just going to give them out and, and stimulus and, and do this and do that. Hey, free vouchers, free housing vouchers, which is not wrong with that. We should help people who are in need. Amen? But with order. With order. Because without the police... We have a society of purge, y'all. Everything and anything goes. And anything and everything goes. So that's on the, that's on the law enforcement side. Let's go to the government side. <laughs> Our country right now is focused on one particular person, one former person who is in power. I'm not going to say their names. Focus. All, I mean, got the whole government focused on, on this particular person. Focus, y'all, it's wrong priority. Even our country, it's just rampant. Prioritization is just upside down. No one is, is focusing on the real issues, amen? They're not. While focusing on this, on this person, spies are being sent to map out our land, right? Via aircraft, technology, right? Then we have some, some weird uh, floating objects recently, right, in the past couple of months, floating over our nuclear sites, our military sites, our churches, our land, everything. You think about it. Taking snapshot pictures, pictures, pictures. Oh, we didn't know. We didn't know that was floating because we was focused on, you know, the, the man that was in, in power 
And, you know, we, 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 we overlook that. That is crazy, y'all. That's, that is, a, that is a, 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 a prime example of when you don't got your priorities straight, when you're in your feelings, when you're in your emotions, when you're not in, when you're not in your sober mind of reality and focusing on what really matters. And this leaves our national security at risk, right? As we know, America is not in biblical prophecy for a reason. I don't know why they don't, get, they don't take a, a, a page out of Rome's book. Rome imploded from within. If you understand history, Rome, it was crazy. You know, if you, I mean, it was crazy. They're responsible for a lot of the, all the, the things that, that's in the, our country right now. The porn, the, the, sens, the sensualization, all that, anything goes, all the sexual stuff. They're responsible for that. Primarily, they are in recent history. But one of the things that people don't realize that there was so much, they were under a curse, so they couldn't really even have sons and stuff to, to carry on lineages and stuff. That's why the Caesars and the, and the emperors, they'll marry, they'll do incest. They'll marry their cousins and stuff like that. Hey, I could get a, you know, I could at least have, uh, you know, a cousin or a male, a male coming out that bloodline, but they still, that still couldn't happen. And then people were implode, even when those, the few who did, right, they studied this stuff. Those who did, what happened? They rose up and turned on the emperor because that wasn't really their father or nothing like that. And they just imploded from what they're raising taxes. They they doing stimuluses. They doing this. They they you know it was crazy. America is on a similar track, unfortunately, and we're not in biblical prophecy, so we should not be surprised by that. Hallelujah. According to the press, our borders are being overtaken by foreigners, y'all. While we focusing on one person. One person, and I know what I'm talking about, one person. I mean, throwing the whole government after this person. It is, it is, it's surreal. And, and it's not that justice shouldn't be served, if somebody did something wrong, that's fine. But throwing all your resources and our borders being overtaken by foreigners, and there's nothing wrong with foreigners. My parents are foreigners, right? They came in the right way and all like, I, I'm not against it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about focusing and prioritizing what we should be focusing on, prioritizing safety and things of that nature. But instead, while they're focusing on one particular person, right, things are happening on the outskirts, right? Things are happening, things are brewing up. Nations are forming their own currencies to combat the American dollar, Did you know that? BRICS, the acronym, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, which can end the dollar dominance. Yo, they're after America. I've seen a, uh, an African president in one of the African countries he said, man, we're doing away with the American dollar. He said it blatantly on the news. We're doing away with y'all. We don't need y'all money. We need some missiles. We need some food. We go into our neighboring allied nations, which are these. I just mentioned Brazil, Russia, and even Iran is trying to get involved in that. While we focusing on one person, y'all, remember talking about priorities, focusing on as a country, we got the best military, right? We're the world superpower, and we're focusing on one person, flesh and blood. <laughs> Got a lot of money, but he said he's a flesh and blood person. What can he do in the grand scheme of things? Really think about it. What can he really do? Right? What can they really do? States are still trying to find ways to kill babies. But march and riot over a grown man being killed in the commission of a crime. Still to this day. Oh, we, some of y'all seen it. Oh, we, oh, FDA just, just approved the abortion bill. I mean, abortion pill. Right? Babies are being found in toilets in different gas stations, all this kind of stuff. Like, states are finding ways to try to circumvent prioritizing lives, right? 
We need people to fight, right? If anything, hey, use that justification. Hey, we're not aborting babies because we need a stronger military. We need to compete with China. China got over a billion people in their military. They were they, 10 times more than us, but we just got technology, right? We advanced, but they're catching up, if not past or past us, amen? Cities are doing away with police pursuing suspects via foot chases in vehicles to lower their use of force reports. This is politics. So what that means is, in some states, it's public, I can say this, in LA and some parts on California, some cities in California, Chicago, some parts of Illinois, they cannot pursue suspects on foot anymore. Can you believe that? So that means if I see something, something happened, the guy has robbed the store, right? And he's running, I can't even chase him on, on foot. Why? To lower the, the chances of that person getting shot or whatever the case is. Because a lot of these pursuits, these guys, when they're running, they're pulling the gun out, they shooting back at the police, but rightfully so, they need to get shot back at, right? But they don't want that because it's, it's politics. They want their numbers to look good. There was a recent thing in Oakland where they, they flooded this church. They had a meeting at this, I think it was a Presbyterian church. And they were the community was upset. Upset. They had this, this and, and even in the um, affluent communities, they had, you know, a lot of people have like those, uh, those front windshield cameras. And they were flooding the news. This white lady, she was driving a, a Dodge Charger just pulled up in front of her and came guns blazing, and she just screamed and drove right past. People walking around in the middle of the highway, shooting guns with no clothes on. All that was going on. So they fed up. They said, hey, y'all, we need to do something. We need to do something. But they're not prioritizing. Even in that same meeting, that particular DA said, hey, you know, I'm for the youth. I want to I wanna give them a second chance. But if the youth are killing people, 16, 17, 15, murdering people, killing people, don't want to hold them accountable. Let them go. Give them a second chance because they themselves are guilty for what they're doing, right? Or I, I know when I was young, I, I was doing drugs, and I, I got. If it wasn't for someone who believed in me, that could happen to anybody, amen. <laughs> right? This let let that be for that person, but don't just conglomerately, just blanketly, just create and make a decision for us, right? So they're not prioritizing the stuff. Are you prioritizing the victims or the criminal? So that's how topsy turvy we are in our world. Here are some things we should prioritize in the kingdom, right? When it comes to God, when it comes to, when it, when it comes to the kingdom, the main thing we should prioritize is what? God, amen, yeah, Jesus, yeah, God, the main thing. He said he wants no one before him, right? He loves when we, when we adulate him, right, when we do praise and worship. That's the whole point of it. We are ushering him in. We're letting him know, hey, we're, we're, we love you, we, we're, we're participating in a John the Baptist ministry. We're preparing a way for him to come and move, right? That's what praise and worship is for. And also for a time of healing, right? See, one thing you don't understand, when music is so powerful, Lucifer, his job in heaven was music. That's why music is so powerful. The Bible says he had all type of instruments on him. When he walked, things, uh, trumpets and cymbals and things would just, would, just, would just radiate, colors and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the angels... All of heaven will worship that image. That God will come through that image, right? They'll worship, just like they'll have church in heaven, just like that. But what got Lucifer in trouble was what? He inhabited the praises of his people, right? God doesn't want that. He don't want, even as I'm up here preaching the word and teaching the word, y'all, I, I, I can't take the glory for this. Y'all remember the word when, when Herod took the glory? What happened? He fell and got eaten by worms, right? 
It was, oh, I did this. Yeah, I did it. And worms eating them up. Yeah, God wants the glory, right? So the first thing we should do when we, when we are prioritizing the things of the kingdom is prioritize what? God. Who? God. Amen. Be thankful to him. Build a relationship with him. Love on him. It's because of him we're here. We're not here for nice seats. Thank God for that. Beautiful ceiling. I love looking at this ceiling. It's awesome. I love this sitting back there sometime and looking at it. And I just be just thanking God, looking at it. It's just majestic. It's, it's huge. I think about the ark, Noah's ark, you know. I think about I'm like, man, this is beautiful. The stage, the, how the music sounds, the carpet, right? But that's not the priority. We're here to worship God. But we are decorating his kingdom. This is his temple, amen? He's here because we're here, right? Amen. He don't just wear it by himself. He's here because we're here, right? The second thing we should prioritize is souls. Souls. Go to John 3.16, y'all. John 3.16, I want y'all to read this. I know it's mundane, I know it's cliche. Souls, souls, souls. That's the main thing. For God so loved the what? So for God so loved the what? He loved us. So he sent his son Jesus to die for us, y'all. He, he cared for our souls. So that should be our priority. It's souls, not, our, not our, our glamour, our hairdos, our bodies, our vessels. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, whosoever in the King James, Believes in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the whole point. That's the reason why we're here. That's the reason why pastor is here every week, every Wednesday. He's preaching the word. He's teaching the word, right? So that we can, so we can be charged up and do this on the outside, right? See, church is for believers. We come here to gather, right? Get our marching orders. Get our food. Get our encouragement so that we can go out and fulfill God's will, right? To fulfill this scripture. Souls. We should prioritize souls. Even, even, I mean, some of us, I know, oh, man, I ain't got a disciple yet. Oh, man, I, it's okay. Yo, tell someone about Jesus. You're doing something, right? Somebody waters, another person coming, and, and God will give the increase. You don't, you, you don't want to get into the place where I want the glory for what I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? You can step into that by mistake. It's because of me this person is here. Yes, God used me. For that person to become here. You see what I'm saying? Never get convoluted. Never get that mixed up. Don't overlay that. Right? Tell someone about Jesus. My wife and I, we was, Monday, went to uh, Poppers and everything. And, you know, they, they were clapping and all that. But I was being strategic. They were clapping, saying happy birthday. <clears throat> and at the end, I told them about Jesus. I said, hey, man, come to our church. You know, we're a lovely, we're a lovely church. We'd love to have you come worship with us. My wife and I, we, we are Christians. We love the Lord. We would love for you to come worship with us. Yeah, you'll come, you'll come with you know. Just tell someone about Jesus. Like, you don't know what somebody's going through. You don't know when you meet that person how much you can change the way where the tra- trajectory, right? Trajectory <laughs> of their lives, right? They could be going one way and you meet them, they, they do a 180 and go the other way, right? So we got to prioritize souls. Number three, the third thing we should prioritize, our giving. Let's go to Malachi 3 in chapter 10. New Living Translation, if you can. Our giving. God wants our giving. He wants us to give him first. Give it to him first. And it says, 
Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's army, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. So it's a contingency. If you do this, he's going to do this. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. This is how important God, like exclamation mark. Put me to the test. You see it? The exclamation mark. He want, he's emphatic about it. Put me to the test. See if I won't bless you. It's almost like he's begging, but he's not. Come on, stop robbing me. You're robbing me in tithes and offerings. For what? Put me to the test. Put your stuff behind. Put my stuff first and watch what I do for your stuff. That's what he's saying. God wants his what? First. God wants his what? First. He wants to be first. He wants to be first. Faith. That's the next thing we should prioritize. Faith. Go to Hebrews 11 and 6. Faith. Romans 12 and 3 says, For God has given us the measure of faith, right? Faith is so important because that's how God gets things through us, right? That's one of the tools we, we, we have so that we can have things, we can manifest things, we can tap into things. But Hebrews 11 and 6 says, For it is impossible to please God with our faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. It is impossible. Everybody said it. Impossible. Is it possible or impossible? Maybe possible. No, it's not. He said it's impossible. Impossible. In French or in Creole, impossible. Impossible. <laughs> impossible. It's impossible to please God without faith. You have to prioritize your faith. That's our pastor would say, hey, when you wake up, put in the word, press play. Right? Did I say that right, Sister Vanessa? Impossible? Did I say it right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay in French. A little bit. I'm a little, a little bit. But yeah, it's impossible, y'all. Impossible to please God without faith. You have to prioritize faith. God loves that when we utilize our faith, right? Pastor always called Mark 11, 20, for whosoever shall say unto his mouth, be thy removed, be thy cast, and the sea shall not on his heart, but believe in those things. He's, like all those things, he, he quotes that over and over and over and over, right? Until he started getting it and it started manifesting. And that, guess what? That makes God happy. It doesn't make him like, oh, hey, he is quoting the scripture again. Whosoever shall say unto his mouth, be thy removed, be thy cast in the sheep, shall not die on his heart, but believe in those things he said, he shall have. It's not, it's not so much that he's just, oh, man, here he goes, Pastor Ronnie, my son, Pastor, Pastor Ronnie, here's the undershirt, Pastor Ronnie, just quoting that. But he's doing that, right? So he can build his faith up, right? And according to Jeremiah 3.15, he, he is set, he's a gift to us, right? So he can train us up and equip us, Ephesians 4 as well, so he can equip us to understand faith how to appropriate our faith, right? Not under presumption, not under foolishness, right? But real faith, teaching us about faith. And you cannot exhaust faith. You can't. It's a continuance, a continuance of learning and learning. Revelatory knowledge. Pastor Rogers, Pastor Gould, uh, 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 Pastor Marlon Gould, Jesse Plant, Kenneth Copeland, Keith Moore, Jerry Savannah. Faith, 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 faith. Because that is the channel. That's, that's where we get our stuff from. It's not just words, right? But when we apply our words of faith, the Bible says it's like it's like a yah, a word, like a, a hand comes out and forms the things that we say, right? Yahweh, right? That's where we get the term. But it's like if it's like every, everything. We, I want a chair. I want a blue chair in my house when I get a house. Already in the spiritual realm, God is forming it for you. He wants. He already knows what we need, right? He already knows what we need. He knows what we're going to have in our mansions, right? John fourteen, right? He already knows what we're going to have in our mansions. 
I know what I want in my mansion. I add to it daily. Amen. <laughs> if this road's in heaven, God, give me the Corvette that don't need, that don't never run out of gas. I want to drive 250 miles an hour and never get into an accident because I'm in heaven. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no perishing, nobody crying, nobody dying, nothing like that. Like, we can use our faith for that, y'all. Do you know that? Like, we going to get rewards in heaven, right, based on the stuff we did here. Y'all, it's like God is such a giving God. He loves us. He wants us to win. He gives us tools, to the, tools for the kingdom. He gives us faith. He gives us prayer. He gives us the word. He gives us a pastor who's also a gift, right? He gives us so many things so that we cannot lose. He wants us to win, y'all. So faith, we got to prioritize faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The fifth thing we need to prioritize in the kingdom of God is love. Y'all, everybody say love. God is love. Therefore, we too must what? We got to love. Dear friend, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Anyone who loves, loves is a child of God and knows God in 1 John. The next thing, forgiveness. We got to prioritize forgiveness. That's so important, y'all. Like, even when you read in 11, 24, go down. It says you must forgive. People forget about that. You got to forgive. <laughs> you got to forgive. But let's go to Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14. And it reads, if give those who sin against you. Everybody say me. You is me. There you go. You're talking about you. You're talking about me. Your heavenly father will forgive you. But, here's the contingency in conjunction. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly father will not, everybody say will not, forgive your sins. Emphatically, absolutely, he will not. God, forgive me for this. God, forgive me for that. God, forgive me for lying. God, forgive me for doing it. God, forgive me for fornication. God, forgive me. And then we stop there. No, God forgive me for this as I, right, as I forgive those, y'all know this prayer, right, as I forgive those who trespass or trespassed or who trespasses or who's currently trespassing against me, right, you got to do that, and I, I, I do it all the time, I boasted in myself, but I got the revelation, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense, well, I'm asking God, forgive me for this, God, forgive me for that, and it'd be small stuff, but it's just still, like, I'm asking for forgiveness, so therefore, I should also forgive those, right, who, who owe me debts, who, who've done things against me, who said things, whatever the case is, whatever it may be, someone talked talk to me funny or whatever, hey, Lord, I forgive that person in Jesus' name. Thank you for, your, even at the altar, Lord, I re- thank, ask for forgiveness, Lord, for, thank you for your forgiveness, I thank you, Father, I receive your forgiveness as I forgive those who trespass against me. <laughs> you can't leave that out. Here's the second category, y'all. Family. You got to prioritize family, right? You got to prioritize. You can clap on that. Good place to clap. You got to prioritize family. Amen? Hallelujah. At this church, we prioritize family. Pastor teaches that all the time. And obviously, when you're doing ministry, some things are going to give sometimes. I mean, let's be, be, be realistic, right? Be, be 